I'm sure a lot of you here are familiar with the name Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson is a Canadian professor, psychologist who came to sort of ascendancy maybe three or four years ago when he got involved in a debate in the Canadian media over uh, some laws dealing with gender identity and transgenderism. And from that, it launched him into sort of a national career where he published a book, The Twelve Rules of Life, that became very popular and began a podcast that millions of people listen to. I enjoy listening to Peterson. Uh, he's very, very intelligent, and even though he is not technically a believer, not a Christian, he has a lot of things in common with Christians and believers when it comes to understanding or appreciating certain moral values and understanding of order and structure in the world. But I recently listened to a podcast he did about a month ago with a man named Jonathan Pajot, another Canadian, who has his own podcast called The Symbolic World. And in this podcast, he basically, Pajot is a Christian, he's an Orthodox Christian, uh, belongs to the Orthodox Church, where he looks at uh, symbols in the religious world and also in the secular world to see how they intersect and how we can perceive God uh, through the symbols in culture and literature and in art. And so this is about an hour and 45 minute long podcast. I usually cannot pay attention to two guys running their mouth for an hour and 45 minutes, but I was able to pay attention to this discussion. I really encourage people uh, to listen to it. It was an amazing religious discussion between one man, Peterson, who's not technically a believer, and also over the course of the past several years has really been struggling with mental and emotional strife, and Pajot. And they would talk about all kinds of different issues. There's one particular thing that really struck me, is when Peterson was talking about the narrative world. The narrative world you could call the world of story, the world of symbol, the spiritual world, the metaphysical world, and how it often intersects with our own secular world, our historical real world. And he said, and he talked about how particularly it appears that the narrative world and the real world come into a real intersection in the person of Christ. And he says in there, as he gets very, very emotional, that he sort of is leaning to believe that this actually is true, and that if it was true, how it would change the whole entire world. And he's actually sort of frightened to imagine what would happen if you fully believe this, if you fully believed that the narrative world intersected with the created world, if heaven actually joined earth in the person of Jesus. And so you could see him really wrestling with his faith there and the possibility of belief throughout the rest of the podcast. But he says a couple of things that are making it difficult for him to actually take that step to really believe are his own pain that he's been going through that Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, but he surely doesn't experience that but also seeing how so many Christians and even the church live in the world not like they actually believe, whether it be their sin or sort of going through the motions. 
Now, I bring this up today not only because I think it's an interesting topic and I think you'd enjoy the podcast, but I think it applies to our gospel today and what we are experiencing here during this fourth Sunday of Lent, the gospel of the man born blind. We read it because it is in the middle of the three weeks that the church performs the scrutinies on those individuals who are preparing to receive baptism at the Easter Vigil. And these scrutinies are, are sort of rites of purification, of repentance. And they have three basic symbols. Last week was the woman, the Samaritan woman, the well, symbolic of going from sin, a relationship to the five husbands, to conversion and believing in Christ, the bridegroom. This week it is giving up the blindness of sin, to see the light and walk in the way of truth. And next week, it is giving up death to come to live a new life, symbolized by the resurrection of Lazarus. And so there are three sort of lengthy Gospels. Uh, I always love them. I particularly love this Gospel because I actually think it's pretty funny if you pay attention to actually what is going on and the smart comments sort of that the, um, the blind man after he's healed gives to the jerk uh, Pharisees. But so we can talk about conversion, and this is what we're doing at this Mass because we have the scrutinies that we perform today. But there in the idea of blindness to sight, of darkness to light, is something else. Is this passage of those who are becoming Catholic of giving up their blindness to be able to see the narrative world intersect with the real world. Heaven come down to earth. Because what is happening in these scrutinies leading up to actual baptism is these individuals here today at Wisdom and throughout the world are testifying to others that they believe God became man. They see in Jesus the divine intersecting with the human historical reality. Unlike the Pharisees who have a willful blindness. They refuse to see. They refuse to see. But individuals who are being baptized are going from being born blind, as it were, to not recognizing Christ through this process to say, I'm willing to say in front of everyone, I believe this is true. Believe the narrative world is intersected in the person of Jesus in the, with the historical world, and everything is different. The way that they're going to act, the way that they see and perceive the world, the way that we ought to perceive the world. And so I always love this period of time because I think those individuals who are becoming Catholic are a great sign for us. All of us here who are, are baptized Catholic, many of us from southern Louisiana, and have always sort of been Catholic, believed in Jesus, and maybe even possibly taken our faith for granted. And so what happens is, yeah, we claim to believe in Jesus. We claim to believe that God has become man. Heaven's come down to earth in the person of Jesus. But the fact is, over time, a certain type of blindness sets into us. And that we constantly need to be reminded, to be shaken out of it, so that we can see with fresh eyes. And I'm going to call this type of blindness something that is actually sort of a psychological or scientific term, and it is called inattentional blindness. Inattentional blindness. 
It's where we are blind because we're not paying attention. Blind is something that's right there in front of us. And so the great story of, that illustrates this comes from an experience, a experiment, uh, sort of a sociological, psychological experiment that was taking place that many of you have heard. That the scientists had about 100 people come and watch a video of some individuals who were playing basketball. They were throwing the ball back and forth to each other. Then after watching the video for four or five minutes, the psychologist asked them, did you notice anything strange in the video? And half of the people said they did not notice anything strange. It was just individuals passing the balls back and forth. However, half did notice something strange. And that was a woman dressed in a gorilla suit who walks in the background beating her chest like this and then walking out of the frame. The 50% of the people were so focused on what they thought they were supposed to be paying attention to, people passing the basketball, that they missed the person in the gorilla suit. This is inattentional blindness. They were not paying attention to the thing right in front of us because we are so distracted. Distracted by our work, by our families, by the squirrels that are running out in the front by our phone, by whatever it is, our own problems, that we can't see the truth, that we lose sight that Jesus is truly God and that he is trying to speak to us, that the heavenly realm, the symbolic realm, does intersect with our world. And so this time of Lent is a call for our own conversion, our own giving up that inattentional blindness by we starting to begin to pay attention. And this is something else, this idea of paying attention. You go on YouTube, you can see Jordan Peterson talk about it a lot. The need for us to open our eyes, to pay attention to the world around us. And so for for me, from a Catholic perspective, I think we can do this in a number of ways. First of all, is to pay attention to the ways and the daily world that heaven intersects with the earth. That's particularly, we can see it in the sacraments, in the way created realities become communicating grace to us, but also in those little things that happen in our lives, the, the word that is spoken to us, the thing that we read, those messages where the Lord tries to break through, the Spirit tries to anoint certain situations, and we've got to pay attention keep our minds and our hearts focused on what is going on around us, to be tuned in, as it were, to how the Lord is trying to speak to us. And so we as Catholics have a sacramental worldview. It's not just empirical reality. It's not just malleable biology that's around us. God uses these things to communicate to us. And he does it by the anchoring principle of the Incarnation. The second thing is that we can become more receptive, more receptive to reality as it reveals itself to us. Here, I'll give some big words. We so often take, in our world today, a focus on this, this Greek word called poesis, poesis. And that's whenever we take our own mind and our own structure and we impose it on reality. That we give world meaning, a world that potentially we think doesn't have meaning. But instead, we need to take that receptive attitude by the opposite word, mimetic, 
a mimesis, mimesis. It's like a mime. It, it repeats. It, it imitates. And so we need to see the world revealing itself to us that we can perceive reality, how God is trying to tell us something. But if all we're doing is talking and not listening, all we're doing is imposing our own thought on the world, we are not going to be receptive to truth so that we can learn and grow. And third, we need to be able to start paying attention to the person in front of us, whether it be a friend, a family member, the poor person, to be able to see Jesus in them, to be able to see Christ in them, particularly when they are suffering or lonely or lost. These are the habits that we need to be able to build up to pay attention so that we can see Christ speaking to us, the eternal breaking into the temporal. Now, one last point here, sort of highlighted by someone uh, who's very wise and inspirational, is that so often we talk about this spiritual world intersecting with the material world as if it's out there. It's there in the sacraments. It's there in created reality. When the truth is the most intimate junction of the spiritual and the real, the narrative and the historical, is within us, interiorly. Because as Christians who are baptized or those individuals who are preparing for baptism, what do we believe happens in baptism? We believe that God, the Father, Son, and Spirit, the Trinity, come to indwell within our souls through sanctifying grace. That we and our bodies begin to communicate the reality of the Spirit of God to others. And we can have a deeper awareness of that. Yeah, we need to pay attention to God present in the Eucharist and God present in the Scripture and God present in our brothers and sisters. But we also have a deeper awareness of God present in us. And that's the fundamental truth, the fundamental gift of baptism. And if we can begin paying attention to that on a daily basis, imagine the transformation of how we would perceive our own selves and how we would compose ourselves, but also treat others who are also tabernacles of the Spirit. And so we pray for those individuals today at Wisdom and throughout the world who are preparing for baptism, indeed, and for all of us, that we can put away our blindness, whatever type it is, to be able to see with the eyes of faith to receive the revelation of God and the person of Jesus Christ. Amen.